0: Hi there, good afternoon. This is Jim Kent, and this is our very first Club Insights podcast. Uh, now, it's my pleasure to be seated opposite Nadine Gutenstein. She's one of the managing partners of Architecture and Amenagement, an award winning architectural firm here in Luxembourg and Germany. Previous projects have included complete developments in the Cloche d'Or government administration buildings, sports centers and urban villas and even the uh, rejuvenation of the Osthafen riverside area in Saarbrücken. And most recently one of the firms that is in the competition to remodel the center of Luxembourg Ville around the stadium and the Place de Toiles. Nadine, hello. Hello. Firstly, big welcome to the Paper Jam Delano Business Club Insights Podcast. You are the very first one.
1: Wow, that is quite an honour. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, now, Nadine, just tell us, where are you from? I'm
1: from Luxembourg.
0: From Luxembourg. Have you lived here your whole life?
1: Yes, born here, raised here and uh, went abroad for studies, but uh, otherwise I'm I'm from here.
0: But your English accent is so good.
1: Well, my father's
0: English, so that does help. That does indeed help. Now, let's talk about Luxembourg. Uh I mean, I've lived here on and off for twenty years, and there seems to—it's you know—the whole country, and especially Luxembourg City, has been transformed over the last few years. Now, from your perspective, has this been a positive transformation?
1: From my from my perspective, definitely. As an architect and a developer as well, uh, we've seen a big positive uh, evolution uh, over the years doing in the in the city and throughout the country but mainly the, the city center or the, the capital where a big quality uh, has been put uh, onto architectural quality and and uh, also the uh, urban planning so so that made lots of competitions emerge that didn't used to exist before before you got projects just like that uh, through contacts or the authorities gave an, uh, a project to to an, a company and now all the public projects they all go over competitions international competitions which makes of course the standard much higher and the maitre d'ouvrage as one says the the clients they get of course a, a higher quality in in uh, architecture through competitions because uh, then the reflections are different and the programs are, are set uh, more precisely so yes i i definitely think uh, luxembourg has evolved positively in in, in that aspect and also the the city thems- cities themselves they they look into in, in, in innovative infrastructure and tram and now the stadium the whole developments uh, around the city the car sharing the bicycle sharing pedestrian areas trying to develop uh, inner city concepts uh, differently
0: I mean, sometimes to me it feels uh, as though I'm a little bit sad sometimes to see old buildings knocked down and yet another shopping centre built. Do you, do you feel that all of these projects were were really worth
1: it? I think there's certain ones that definitely are a pity that buildings disappeared and that it is important that the patrimoine in French, or the, the yeah, the, the history of the city keeps. Uh, stays alive and, and, and is held uh, preciously and, and is also now looked into to be kept in a more sensitive way and and can be also integrated in architectural modern projects. Instead of just knocking them down, they can also be integrated in parts and, and you can do such a, a good mix of old and new architecture and that often is, is an even bigger challenge than just to knock it down. So I definitely think that uh, there are projects that shouldn't have been done, but I think we've learned over the years and the authorities also have learned and are putting much more importance on that, which I think also came at the time that the communes or the cities didn't really have the the eye for it and, and we're not sensibilized enough. Um, mm. on I aspects. mean,
0: sometimes I think it's most visible in the little villages outside of Luxembourg where you think, well, once upon a time, this, this was full of very pretty farmhouses yes. and we've now just got apartments. That's, yes, that's yes. a bit of a shame, isn't <coughs> it?
1: Yes, that is a shame, but it's also because big farmhouses, of course, to redo them in housing projects or in private houses cost a lot of money and uh, there's not so many people who maybe are willing to pay the price as prices, of course, are going up uh, everywhere to renovate a nice old building, which is, I find a pity because all these older farmer houses, of course, have a certain character and, and are part of, of, of the countryside.
0: I mean, it's interesting there that you refer to the rising prices. Uh, of course, for anyone that did buy a house, let's say 20 years ago, 10 years ago, they've seen considerable increases in the value of their properties. But from your perspective as an architect, does this mean that you're having to do more with less space?
1: Yes, absolutely. The rising prices don't make things easier because one is always limited in the, the plots get smaller, not only because people buy smaller plots, but also the, the, the urban planning goes in that direction. The the Ministry of Interior also like would like to make smaller plots, not have such big plots with only one house on it but want to have more double houses or apartment houses uh, to have also more people and more mix, mixity in, in in areas so that makes of course as well that the um land plots become smaller so the houses become smaller or the buildings become smaller and then we also have to try and do the inside planning of, a, of an apartment or of houses in a, in a different way than, than one used to have. It's not so generous anymore. I mean,
0: is that the reason why we see so many sort of square and rectangular apartments? Because that's what these architects are trying to do.
1: Yes, one tries and puts as, mac, as much space in as little volume as one has and one then can't everywhere have the luxury to make patios or open spaces or L-shaped buildings, because then you, of course, lose uh, some inside space, which, as well, unfortunately, not in, in a south country where the sun shines all the time. <laughs> so the inside space is often more important to uh, long-term outside space.
0: And and for you, have has your company had to make many changes in, in this context?
1: Well, we had to, uh, of course, adapt all the... The, the projects to the client's needs, the client's wishes, of course, as well. The regulations, of course, every city and every area has their own regulations. So that's something that one has to also always take into account. And uh, But that's something that uh, we, we're used to doing and, and, and we like always finding new ideas. So we try not to do the same thing twice or on, 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 on different places. We each time tailor, make tailor-made projects on, on the, the given land that, plot. that
0: must be quite hard as a firm to keep coming up with new ideas. Isn't there a temptation to sort of, uh, you know, recycle and build everything in the same way?
1: Well, certain processes you can you can recycle and that's also what, what makes it more efficient. I mean, in efficiency, we try and become more... where we use, again, the same methods, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to use the same architecture or the same materials or so. But uh, we certainly do try and make processes easier... But uh, we uh, want to still make a variety of architectural uh, buildings and, and not, not make copy-paste of things we've done before.
0: And um, what's your feeling? Do you think that we will continue to see rising real estate prices?
1: I'm afraid, yes. I don't have a crystal ball to see what will come, but uh, it hasn't changed over the last years. It has gone through the ceiling Definitely, and and it has become really difficult for for most people to uh, be able to buy plots of land or or even apartments or houses. And I find it is a bit of a shame that that one cannot combine it. But, of course, if a certain investor bought the land for a certain price, he's not going to sell it for less. So unless I think that has to come over the local authorities who, who, who then own the land and who then decide to go down in prices Uh, i don't see other any really optimistic what about could the administration
0: change their policy for example on the height of buildings would that help
1: that would definitely help to optimize more the 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 land space versus the price that you paid for it and that's also something that they are going in that direction but maybe not yet enough uh, that one densifies in the height and and without now becoming New York, of course. But uh, we try also to make outdoor spaces more important and uh, green spaces. And, and that's something that has been a little bit forgotten over the years, that just buildings were put on the plots, maximize as, as much as possible, fill the, the land plot, and didn't pay attention to quality outdoor spaces and gardens and parks and all of that. And that is so important for a city uh, that is getting more and more populated where the uh, the functions are becoming more mixed where the the working living is is becoming more all together in an area where you don't live outside the city and then just come and work in the city we're trying to create more urban living spaces so urban living spaces means that you also want to have leisure nearby so leisure nearby means you want to have green spaces nearby not everyone has the luxury to have a balcony or a garden Of their house, but what you can do is within new developments, you can create green spaces and parks, and uh, public places where everyone can go, where everyone's the same. Nobody's going to be somehow other disadvantaged by going into the park. The kids can go and play. The people can can go for walks. They can meet. It's much more socializing and, and and the mixity as well that you create through this. And for urban quality and also quality of, of the air and 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 the uh, uh, wind and and thermal aspects and and park in in, in the development development jet definitely generates uh, fresh air and reduces in in summer the temperature of about two degrees studies have shown that in the summer it's minus two degrees in the winter it's plus two degrees it also slows down winds when you have higher buildings of course you get more the the, the draft effect but if you put Parks and green spaces or green roofs uh, and all of that in, in developments, that also slows down that. So it's 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 definitely something that has to be also done. But if you put green spaces on a plot of land that you have at your disposal for a project, of course you're losing valuable building space, but on the other hand, you don't want to do that because you need to be able to pay for it again. And then the only way to compensate what you free up on the ground is to put it on top. So you need to go a little bit more in the height. And I think slowly the authorities are seeing that and they understand why it is necessary uh, to use the land that one has because we cannot expand uh, horizontally. We don't want to. We have a green country and we want to stay a very green country with lots of forests and, and lots of green space.
0: One thing I notice in uh, in French uh, towns and, and villages, they're very keen on the idea of having a town centre which has got your cute little cafes and restaurants. Do, would you like to see more of that in our Luxembourg communes?
1: Yes, I think, I think so, because uh, people like to uh, go shopping nearby. And I think that's also something that uh, over the last years has become a little bit out of age or out of not really the, the lifestyle that one has, these huge shopping malls. I think especially now after the pandemic as well, uh, people don't go anymore in big malls. They like to go and buy locally. They like to they like to buy online as well, locally online. It doesn't necessarily have to be Amazon and all over the place. But uh, I think people appreciate having things close by. And that definitely also makes the quality of, of areas in the city much more lively because people interact more they they go more out they they don't have to just sit in their car in their parking and then drive to the mall in another parking get out of the car and then they're, they're just isolated all the time so that i think is is something that uh, should be developed more and we see it in, in new developments it, it is also always taken into consideration you, you have a part uh, living working leisure um, uh shopping uh yeah at a smaller scale.
0: I mean, it's interesting to hear you talk about the local element and the importance of that. Um, If I can possibly refer to, well, we're coming out of the world's worst pandemic and lockdown situation ever, including times when our German and French borders were closed. Yes. Um, From you, from an architectural perspective, uh, has this affected you much? I mean, do you try and source the products that you use to build, for example, from internationally?
1: We try and keep them as local as as possible. But of course, Luxembourg being as small as it is, we don't produce everything locally, unfortunately. So we we have to. We are dependent on on importing things. But what we do try and do is if we need to have materials that we use for for our building projects or that we propose to the client that we try and make them come from as near as possible, we don't have Marble stones in Luxembourg—they have to come from abroad, but they don't necessarily have to come from China. They can also come from Italy uh, or from other places in, in in Europe or nearby. We try and also uh, try and make people use materials that they can reuse again, or that also have that they where they can at least follow up the um, the, the carbon footprint uh, of them. And we do notice that the people who produce these different materials they also have um well of course it's a lot of marketing as well but they do also more willingly give information on that so i think that's something that slowly is is definitely taking an importance i always just hope that it doesn't on the other side make then other deficiencies or other negative parts on on the environment or on people and all of that which is difficult to when you go from one extreme to another you often then it goes the other way. In, it can do. Unbalanced.
0: Uh, but the million-dollar question is, what about clients? Are clients ready to live in houses that are built out of recycled materials?
1: Some of them, I think, are a little bit more risk-ready or a little bit more innovation-ready. Others are more reluctant. They prefer staying with what they know, with what they are used to building, where, where they know they can go and see it already and feel it. Uh, to see how how things uh, were built. Uh, so that is a little bit of um, yeah a break in in our whole concept and and whole uh, of trying to develop a project where we would like to go a, a few steps further and and try and propose also more innovative things to clients. but if they're not ready to do it it's 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 a pity but uh, we definitely in in competitions in all our competitions that we where we participate there we definitely bring in very strongly the environmental aspect, the innovative aspect. So this
0: is like energy efficiency, for example. Yes, yes, That's yes, yes. C- crucial, isn't it, in winning government yes. contracts nowadays? Yes, yes. And, and how is Luxembourg doing with energy at the moment? Because uh, I sort of feel like we're playing catch-up. Germany has always been a little bit further ahead. Yes. It, yes. How is Luxembourg doing?
1: Well, they uh, they are catching up slowly, unfortunately only slowly. Germany definitely has been more or always into uh, environmental architecture or planning and uh, also in, in all, all the technical parts, or if you see Switzerland or Austria, uh, they definitely have already a longer experience of practicing it and, and also building buildings in, in, in these type of, of building ways. But Luxembourg is, is also definitely going in that direction and the public buildings uh, are also a lot already that are built in this kind of uh, new innovative and, and, yes, ecological, sustainable. Because,
0: uh I mean, you, you know the German market quite well. I mean, your firm has won several competitions, hasn't it, yes, for yes. German development. W- yes.
1: Why do you think that is?
0: What's the secret of your success
1: well, I think we um, we try and always stay as yeah on top of the the, the, the evolutions of materials of uh, building processes and planning processes, and we're always interested also in what's happening in countries around us. And uh, Germany has lots of good examples for 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 these uh, type of, of projects. And uh, our team is also mainly from Germany. They they come from over the border every day, and they, of course, have uh, also that culture in them since 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 a long time, and um, yeah, we we try and then participate in conferences or seminars or anything where podcasts podcasts and ten points yes <laughs> all sorts of where where you get new um, new things presented and and explained so.
0: Going back to the pandemic, uh, for some businesses, this has been a really tough time, N- just not enough new business coming through. H- how has it been for your business?
1: Well, last year, it it everyone got the blow uh, completely full front. So we were not any different. All our building site projects, they were stopped from one moment to the other. So the team members that were doing building sites, of course, they, oof, they really were stuck with not much uh, to do. So they well first of all we put everyone into home office which was not too much of a problem for us because we were anyway very connected and have everything on the server in the cloud so people were already accessing the the information and everything from home or from when when they were on building sites so that was not such an, a, a big problem for us but the um the building sites that stopped of course those people had to be a little bit more occupied. Well, at first they did a lot of <laughs> classifications and clearing up, and all of that. But uh, then, after a while, they tried to work again on on more concept, uh, conceptual parts. The projects that were in the planning phase were not so much affected because that anyway could take place from home or from the office, and it didn't really affect it. The only thing that did then at some point. Get also blocked were' building permits when projects were ready to be handed in for permission. the authorities they were completely on and we've stopped working <laughs> and uh, so that was a little bit a backlog that that we got in in that and then of course then the whole next process also slows down uh luckily we we could still occupy all our our people most of the time we had to put some of them also in. In temporarily uh, chômage partiel, but not for long, luckily. And um, now things have slowly taken up again. Uh, what has not come in the last six months were, were very slow with new projects because public projects, they really were completely stopped for a while. Now we see that competitions are starting to be again issued and uh, the buildings, the projects are slowly taking up again the meetings with the authorities still is quite difficult especially when you need to get lots of people around t- a table you're not you can't get them around a the table you have to get them then on on teams or on zoom which is okay for certain things when it's a one-on-one discussion or just two or three people it's it's fine and even one gains time uh, in certain aspects but when you have yeah the authorities who need to interact there I must say it if, sitting around a table all together and putting the plans on the table is definitely more efficient than uh, zooming in and out <laughs> with uh, just the screens and not being able to interact properly. And um, I think now, but it's that's always, that's not only just the pandemic, it's always in spring, slowly projects start to come out of, of the ground again, the clients start to be again a bit more willing to start a new project and and to to be a bit more entrepreneur sure
0: final question let's talk about the future yes uh where do you see luxembourg going uh do you think we'll see significant growth in our second and third cities like will we see ash continue to its own redevelopment will we see brand new office complexes coming up or do we have enough of those what's your vision for the future well
1: i think luxembourg has definitely been on an uphill uh, strike over the, over the last uh, well, decade or even two decades and that I think will continue going which is good in 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 some sense but I think it will change a little bit how it's, it's going to grow the um, office scene will definitely change it has already changed uh, that has nearly stopped completely there's no big office projects anymore uh, being planned And I think when office buildings are going to be planned, it's not going to be the same type anymore. It's going to be uh, more shared space, more modular building, or more areas where you you don't have to have a a chair and a desk to to work from. You can have more flexible areas where you can also sit more comfortably because nowadays, except, of course, if you have a manual uh, work uh, like a baker or so, he, he can't change his baking atelier really. But office work, definitely, uh, with all the online and, and laptops and, and the communication systems we have today, definitely um, will change. And the housing projects also change because they will also notice a lot in, in the clients now who ask that they want, even in a, an apartment, a separate office, if they do have to do a home uh, office, that they can't have that in the living room where the kids are screaming around and, and uh, be able to isolate themselves. So I think that that's the way we plan apartments, houses, offices will will change, and uh, big malls maybe will also be less popular and give way. Then also again more to housing projects and the office buildings also more to housing projects, as this the country will still grow uh, and continue having more and more populations. But there again, I, I think one should put the emphasis on on the fact that if you plan housing urban housing which is again a mixture of housing working and leisure to put a lot of emphasis on on green spaces outside the the buildings in order to give the quality locally and that people don't need to drive out far to to get that kind of quality hmm.
0: so if we think about uh, you you mentioned that that we're not going to see any more big office developments so you think now we've got kirschberg we've got cloche door are you saying that's that's enough for the economy is that what you're saying
1: well i'm not a an, an real estate broker so one would have to ask the question more more to them because i think they follow the market better but i think that the um those very big twenty thousand square meter office buildings uh i'm i don't think they'll they'll be anymore as as often asked for as, as in the past
0: People are suggesting that with the pandemic, we've realized that we want people, we want people's commutes to be shorter. Yes. There's no point having 100,000 people stuck on Luxembourg's highways. No. Um, do you have a feeling that we may see smaller offices perhaps at the frontiers so people can still work in Luxembourg but not drive so far?
1: Well, either that or there there might be more the, the, the home office uh, pattern that that comes comes up that people maybe work one or two days from home and then three days at the office and there's a sort of rotation coming and then you don't have everyone all at the same time on the roads and also flexible work hours. Uh, You don't have to, unless you're a shop that's open from two or uh, yeah, uh, people who work shifts or so. But um, I think one should consider trying to get everyone distributed more efficiently over space and time. And uh, that then people, yeah, could either work from from their their apartment or their house, or maybe if you make the city centers, the development's more attractive maybe and of course, well, the price is down, but that's for me, still quite an utopia, uh, that people would that would then be more willing to come and live in Luxembourg instead of commuting every day. But that's something you'd have to ask them what what they would prefer to do, staying far away and coming in every day or being locally present.
0: Gosh, well, Nadine, that's been a really interesting oversight. The time has absolutely flown by. Uh, We could probably talk all day on the topic of uh, real estate and architecture. (laughs) Um, But I want to say a big thank you for joining us here at the Paper Jam Delano Business Club. You're welcome. Uh, This has been the first podcast of our Club Insights series. My name's Jim Kent, uh, and I will be back with you again with Club Talk number two. Nadine, for now, goodbye.
1: Thank you. Goodbye.
0: Thank you for joining us at today's Club Insights podcast. If you like this, you can tune into future podcasts wherever you find them at Spotify, Apple Music, or also at paperjam.lu. And if you'd like to join the Paper Jam and Delano Business Club, simply send an email to club at paperjam.lu.